preachers have been preaching, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand for 2,000 years. And yet the second coming hasn't happened yet. Were they wrong and should we stop teaching this message today? Well, we'll answer these questions and clear up some misconceptions along with reporting on some headline news on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. You know, I've seen many articles lately that were kind of scoffing about the prophecy teachers proclaiming the soon rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ. I mean, some of them, one of them was from um, the news source Hot Air. The title of the article, Maybe We Should Be Done With the Rapture Prophecies. The BBC reported, Rapture? The believers are perplexed after these predictions, many predictions have failed. The theology curator said that Paul didn't even believe in a rapture. Neither did Jesus, neither should you. Okay, we all know that's not right. Christian Post, this was just I think a day ago. The title of the article, Enough with these crazy rapture prophecies. They're saying that there's been so many predictions over so many thousands of years and it hasn't happened that why are we even talking about it anymore, right? Well, Peter actually wrote that this would be the case in the end time. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3-7, through 7, Peter said, Knowing this first, that there shall be come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world was then that was then being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Folks, you might be saying, well, that's right, Dave. I mean, they have been teaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand, trying to stir people up for 2,000 years. So, Prophecies today should not be saying that it is near, right? Well, the thing is, is that's not necessarily the case. Just because the rapture and the second coming has not taken place yet does not mean it's going to. And so I want to discuss this today on our, this edition of the End Time Show because it's very, very important. It's perplexing to a lot of people. Because a lot of people think, well, I just, I've been hearing about this stuff for years. I've heard that many, many times. I've heard about that stuff since I was in church as a little kid, the rapture and the second coming. And it hasn't happened yet. Well, there's a difference in what we teach 
and what the apostles taught. You say, oh, well, well, hold on. Shouldn't do that. Well, I want you to understand what I'm talking about. And this is the question that I'm going to answer and clear up some misconceptions on this program. The message in back in the New Testament church that the kingdom of heaven is at hand is different than our prophetic message today. Now, I want you to notice, don't get alarmed here, because I did not say the gospel message has changed. I'll never change the gospel message that Jesus and the apostles taught. No way, I wouldn't touch that with anything. However, we have a prophetic element added in, and everyone, including the scoffers Peter mentioned, needs to understand it. What's the difference? What is the element? What are the prophetic elements? Well, Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. It says, In those days John the Baptist, preaching... Uh, John, uh, in those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's 2,000 years ago. And once Jesus heard that John the Baptist was in prison, in Matthew 4, 17, it says... From that time on, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 2,000 years ago. Matthew chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. The Bible says, These twelve that Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles or into the way of the Samaritans. Don't go in there. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, here's what you're going to preach. You go to them and preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, John the Baptist, Jesus, and the apostles all taught that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Turn away away from your wicked lifestyle and prepare yourself because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But you need to understand that for every generation, from from that time till now, The kingdom of heaven has been at hand. You see, when a person passes away, the spiritual condition that you were in at at that time is how you will meet the Lord someday. So, the people that lived 2,000 years ago that lived to be 80 years old or 90 or whatever, their life was just a vapor compared to eternity. And in that short 80-year or 90-year span, or maybe a 50-year span, whatever, they had to make a choice to obey the gospel, to be born again, in order to be part of the bride of Christ, and to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So in every generation, they had to make that decision. In my lifespan, I've got to prepare myself, because I'm going to pass away one of these days, and when I pass away, my spiritual condition, that's how I'm going to meet the Lord when the rapture happens and the second coming. And therefore, the kingdom of heaven was at hand for every generation. And so, John the Baptist, Jesus, and the apostles were all teaching it correctly. But, again, there is an element added on to that when we teach it. And we teach that, hey, we're near the second coming of Jesus Christ. We're near the rapture occurring because of all the prophecies that are attached to the prophecies of the second coming of Jesus Christ. You understand the difference here? Their message 
of the timing of all of this, they didn't really deal with the timing. They prophesied it was coming. But we have the element of the timing of all of this. And so that's the difference. That's Some of that's what I'm going to cover today. Because, again, you have prophecies today. The Apostle Peter said, ah, there's going to be scoffers in the end time that say, oh, why are you guys even talking about this? And I'm looking back and saying, you know what, Peter? I know exactly what you were talking about because it's happening today. There are people that are writing articles scoffing about this. But, oh, man, with, look at all the prophecies that are happening. You and I both know, Peter, that it's going to happen very soon. And so that's what we'll talk about on today's program. Looking forward to it. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Now available for pre-order at endtime.com slash ABC. Go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem where we will teach on the Mount of Olives sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Well, welcome back, everybody. And what a momentous day it is. For me personally here at End Time Ministries, I want to tell you that I've been teaching uh, this prophecies for, oh man, I don't know how many years now. And I listened to my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, teach for decades. The Understanding the End Time VHS, well actually we had to understand the end time originally on a flip chart. 
Some of you may remember that, that we taught it way, way back in the 90s, early 90s. And then we went to VHS tapes, where Irvin Baxter was teaching it. And then we went to, we had outlines, we had like uh, teaching manuals. And then we went to DVD series, and then we were on the radio, and then we went to television. And a lot of different things are happening. We've updated the DVD series over the years. And then our, our, the, the one previous to the one we have now was done in 2009-2010 when we went on television with the, the end-of-the-age television program. And those were television shows. So we had to cram everything in. Irvin Baxter was talking 90 miles an hour. And I taught from those DVDs for well over a decade now. However, the plan was for Irvin Baxter and I, because he was bringing me on as somebody who could help him with radio and television and different things, the plan was for Irvin Baxter and I to redo the Understand the End Time DVD series, brand new, updated in January of 2021. We had everything laid out. We were ready to go. We were working on outlines. We were doing all kinds of different things. And a lot of things were in the works. And then my father-in-law passed away November 3rd of 2020. And so I thought, oh, man, I mean, you talk about the amount of work that goes into this stuff. But uh, we made the decision here at End Time Ministries that we would proceed with the project to update everything And I've got pastors and Bible study teachers screaming everywhere for us to get the new stuff put out. Because some of the stuff, yeah, it was outdated. I mean, it was over a decade ago. And so we did that. Last year, I started plowing through the material. I went through and we updated all the DVDs. We have them now. We got them in-house yesterday. We got a giant shipment of them. And they're flying off the shelves. We sold so many in in our pre-orders. And then, um, and actually, you can still get the pre-order deal till tomorrow. I talked to Vince right before I came on the radio, and up until tomorrow is the cutoff date. We we um, pushed that out into where you've got more time to pre-order, and but they hit the that we just got the and get this, we just got the book today. I'm holding the book in my hands. This is the first time ever that our Understand the End Time series has been put together collectively in a book form. And I'm sitting here holding a book that I helped write. It's the first one I've ever written. I've written so many magazines, but I've never written this stuff in a book form, ever. It's the first time. Irvin Baxter didn't do it. And so I've got it down here that Irvin Baxter and I wrote the book. And it is the 14 DVDs, the lessons, message for pres, or the um, not message for the president. That was Irvin Baxter. It was um, modern nations in the Bible. Uh, the all of those modern nations forming into a world governing body. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire, the mark of the beast, the, the coming kingdom of God. Everything, all of it is put collectively into one book form. Many people still love to read books. So now we have the book for purchase. We've got the DVD sets. We're going to have the outlines and quizzes for all you Bible study teachers, people that want to just go through it in your home. All of that stuff is available for sale. And until tomorrow, you can go to endtime.com slash ABC and get the pre-order all the way through tomorrow. 
And then across the weekend and starting on Monday, I believe it's going to go on sale uh, regular. And so where you can order everything different, uh, separate and everything. So, But you can get the bundle pricing until tomorrow. So you want to go to endtime.com slash ABC. And just for me to sit here and hold this book, I have goosebumps. And because I feel like my father-in-law is right here with me and saying, Dave, you know, we did it. All of this stuff's in a book form. I'll be going back on Jim Baker here in uh, the end of August. I'm hopefully going to be able to push the book on there. And then every place I go, I'm going to talk about this book. Because if you're going into the end time, you have got to understand what's in the pages of this book and what's on these DVDs. The DVDs add the, the, the clips and the speeches and everything that goes along with it. i got Irvin Baxter in there with me teaching. He's got cameo appearances all throughout. And so when God showed him the miracles, and then I'm teaching the lessons, and it has just, we've got rave reviews. I've got people teaching Bible studies with this stuff already. All of you that are on our End Time Plus platform, you've already seen many of these, and we've got rave reviews from it. And you say, Dave, you're very smart. You put these together. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God has blessed us with the knowledge to be able to put this stuff together. I don't take credit really for any of this. I, and, and Irvin Baxter didn't either. We recognize that God's hand is in all of this, and this it's time right now. So, endtime.com slash ABC, and I, I don't want you to think, because I really don't like to sell stuff. I, I wish we could just give it all away, but it helps to fund the ministry. That's why we sell these things. But to me, most importantly, it's the knowledge that's in here. I didn't write a book just because I wanted to write a book. This stuff, everybody in the world needs to read this stuff. These things are being pushed on us right now. World government and a world religion and the mark of the beast. You, I, I go through a lot of this stuff in the book. It's all totally updated material. So, endtime.com slash ABC. Get your copies of all of it today. And Gary's in there filling orders like crazy because so many people have already pre-ordered them. So... Wow, I'm so excited to push this stuff because, man, everybody in the world needs to understand this stuff. And we'll be talking more about it as we go along. So I'm just excited. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm actually doing cartwheels inside. You just can't see it. Okay? Anyway, um, looking forward to all of you guys getting this stuff, reading the book. And then I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a reader. I love to read. I'm always, I'm always halfway through a book on an airplane or something. Um, so... Man, looking forward to you guys getting this material, and then um, we'll see how, how many souls we can't win out of this, right? Hey, why'd we do this? Why is this called Understanding the End Time? Daniel chapter 11, during the time of the Antichrist, Daniel eleven thirty two 32 and 33. They that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So the DVD series, the book, the outlines and the quizzes, all of that's called Understanding the End Time. Man, there's, there's a lot of different teachings going on out there about a lot of different stuff. And I'm sitting there going, whoa, where in the world did you guys get that? And I, I actually know where they got a lot of it. But the fact of the matter is, folks, you've got to get it right. And this comes straight from God. And you say, well, uh, how can you prove that, Dave? Well, the fact of the matter is, it's what do people do with it? When I go out to a prophecy conference, I'm trying to set up Bible studies for the church so they can win people to God with it. That's our goal, is preparing you to meet the Lord at His soon return. 
And I'm not, we don't, we're not doing all this just so we can make money so I can drive a big, nice, huge car. That's not what we're doing all this for. I'm doing this to prepare people for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's what this whole ministry is for. And so I want you to understand that. I know I've taken up a little time here, but you guys, I'm so excited about this stuff. Uh, and the, man, the book and the DVDs and everything. So endtime.com slash ABC. Man, or you can call 1-800-END-TIME and, and the, everybody upstairs will help you with that. So, whoo, I love this stuff. Um, I, you can't tell I'm excited, right? Okay, here we go. So, um, back to my, the kingdom of heaven is at hand scenario. So, we teach it a little differently today because the prophetic um, portion, the prophetic uh, added element. You know, Jesus told those living at uh, 2,000 years ago of his second coming to, um, at, when he talked about it in Matthew 24, he said that um, at the time of his second coming to preach the same message, but that we would have a little more information attached, right? So here's the deal. Why did they do that? Why did Jesus tell us to teach about it but he was, he was talking in Matthew 24 at the Olivet Discourse and telling us, hey, here's what's coming at my second coming, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole, to the whole world, then the end would come. Because he knew that we would be able to understand the prophecies. Uh, Daniel, think about this. Why didn't Daniel and all the Old Testament prophets and um, the, uh, the New Testament writers, why didn't they talk about the timing specifically? Because it wasn't for them to know. Daniel did not understand his prophecies of the nations that would exist at the time when Jesus would come to establish his kingdom here on the earth. He couldn't. The nations didn't even exist then. But he wrote a symbolic prophecy that let us, help us to be able to understand that. Um, Ezekiel didn't understand the boneyard that he was preaching to uh, in Ezekiel chapter 37, that it was symbolic of the Holocaust and the gathering back of Israel as a nation after the Holocaust. Ezekiel couldn't understand that because the Holocaust hadn't happened yet. Zechariah didn't understand the war that he was prophesying about in Zechariah chapter 12, 13, and 14, that that would be the final war on the earth and that it would eventually be called the Battle of Armageddon. John had not even wrote the book of Revelation yet. So he... but. God gave him this prophecy, but he was never to understand what he wrote. Um, John, when he wrote the book of Revelation, he didn't understand that the four horsemen in Revelation 6 would be the four spirits controlling the ideologies of mankind in the last days, the spirits of Catholicism, communism, uh, capitalism, and Islamism. Or when he wrote the book of Revelation, he didn't realize that um, there would be a star falling from heaven by the name of Wormwood, that that would eventually be called Chernobyl, the Chernobyl nuclear accident in April of 1986. He didn't. How would he know that? All he could do is give a prophecy, but he did not understand the timing of it all. Um, the the combo beast in Revelation 13. John didn't understand that that would be a world government, or the healing of the deadly wound would be the tearing down of the Berlin Wall in 1989, and, and there are many, 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 many others that the, the writers in the Bible did not understand. They were just writing down visions that was given to them by God that we would be able to interpret. Remember um, d- what God told Daniel, close up and seal that book. It's for the people of the time of the end. 
So, do we understand those prophecies? Absolutely. And that is why our message of the gospel of the kingdom of God includes the timing of the rapture and the second coming. I know, you know, the gospel hasn't changed at all. The gospel of the kingdom of God, the gospel's never going to change. At least I'll never. Many people have changed it, but I'll never change it. And any true teaching man or woman of God will never change the gospel. The Bible says, let them be accursed. If, they, if, if we are an angel from heaven uh, comes teaching any other gospel, let them be accursed. So we'll never change the gospel, but the timing of the rapture and the second coming, that adds another element than the biblical prophets and apostles, apostles could teach, right? So when Jesus said, no man knoweth the day or the hour, they couldn't know. They couldn't understand. But when it comes, that, when it comes time, when we get closer... We'll be able to know really close to when the thing's going to happen. You say, Dave, I don't know about that. The Bible's very clear that we'll be able to know these things. In Matthew 24, 14, Jesus states, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. You know, most people, even Christians, this is what I've found in talking with the people all over, most people, even Christians, don't really understand what the kingdom of God is, the full message of it. I mean, what is the kingdom of God? Could you answer that question? And, and what do we have to do to be included in the kingdom of God? Some people hear the term heaven, but what's the kingdom of God? Is that different? You see what I'm saying? Zechariah 14 is devoted to the Battle of Armageddon. When Jesus will come back to the earth to fight against the invading armies of the world government system under the Antichrist. And it's at that time that Jesus will establish His kingdom here on the earth. Revelation 5.10 says that we will rule and reign with kings and priests with Him on the earth. So you see, it might. what's the difference in that in heaven? You see, a lot of people, they're like, oh, the kingdom of God, I don't really understand, Dave. Zechariah 14, 9 says, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord and His name one. Daniel 2, 44 explains um, more about the kingdom of God. It says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up the ten toes on the, the Nebuchadnezzar's vision, Shall the, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed? The last world government, the God of heaven is going to come back to establish his kingdom here on the earth. So you see there's a, there's a, a, a difference here when we talk about some of these different, you know, I would say quote unquote biblical terminology. And I want to make sure that you guys understand every little nuance of it the, as much as we understand. You guys need to understand this stuff because what happens at the time of the rapture, the marriage supper of the Lamb, the second coming of Jesus Christ, when he fights against uh, the Antichrist at the Battle of Armageddon, what's all this going to end up like? They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. 
This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. All right, so this, the coming kingdom of God, Daniel 2.44, the final empire on the earth. At that time, the world governing empire, Daniel 2.44 says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not left, be left to another, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. It's the same thing. Um, Revelation eleven fifteen at the seventh trumpet, the final trump. All of this culminates right here. There are many things right there at the very end that happen simultaneously. Revelation eleven fifteen. It's the same prophecy. It says this concerning the kingdom of God. Uh, John said, and the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign. Forever, So the kingdom of God will be when Jesus returns to the earth and establishes His kingdom here on the earth. And I know there are people that say, well, that's going to be a spiritual transition. And no, no, it's going to be a physical one. There will be mortals that live into that 1,000-year millennial reign. And, and so that's not the topic of my uh, program today, but I just want to make sure... That we understand. The Bible says at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, um, Revelation 1 7, every eye shall behold him. And so at that time, hey, I want my body to be changed from mortal to immortal, and I want to be ruling and reigning as a kings and priests with Jesus Christ for that 1,000 year period here on the earth, right? We're going to be ruling over mortals. So, what is the gospel of the kingdom of God? I've heard the gospel preached since I was a kid. The gospel. But the gospel of the kingdom. Well, anyone who has ever been sent by God to preach has been sent to preach the gospel of the kingdom. If, you, if you're a minister and you're not teaching the gospel of the kingdom, what are you doing? What's your message? I mean, my goal as a minister is to get people ready for the soon return of Jesus Christ. That should be the goal of every minister. And, you know, I'm 
Yeah, I'll leave that one alone. So we know what the kingdom of God is, but how do we preach the gospel of the kingdom of God? Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 through 2, talks about John the Baptist, and he says, In those days John the Baptist came, um, came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what's the kingdom of heaven? Well, Luke refers to the kingdom of God. But Matthew refers to the kingdom of heaven. So there's no difference. The, the two are synonymous terms. John the Baptist preached the gospel of the kingdom. It's the same thing as somebody preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. The Bible says, um, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So what did these guys preach when they preached the gospel of the kingdom? Well, when Jesus, um, also when Jesus sent his disciples to preach, he explicitly told them, you guys go preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Just don't go tell them that there's a kingdom of God going to be established someday. But I want you to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Luke uh, chapter 9 verse 2 says, And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So here it is. When we preach the gospel of the kingdom, we tell people about the kingdom that Jesus is going to establish here on the earth. And I can use prophecy to prove how close we are to that. And we also explain what people must do to be included in the coming kingdom of God. Now that's the full message of the gospel, to preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. I've heard people say, well, I'm not really interested in teaching Bible prophecy. It's irrelevant. And I'm like, but what what do you mean? Because if you're going to teach the full message of the gospel of the kingdom of God, you will talk about the gospel of, the, of, of the, the kingdom of God that's coming. But wouldn't it be nice for you to be able to say, and look at how close we are, and look at the events that will lead up to that, and look at the events that surround that. What happens immediately after that? A lot of people would say, well, just be ready. Well, I'm saying just be ready as well. But you understand, I don't have my Bible in here with me. I apologize for that. But the entire Bible, the Word of God, 30% of, about 30% of that book is prophecy. God wanted His church to understand Bible prophecy, to put a sense of urgency in people, to prepare for the great end time revival, to show us what's coming, to help us navigate the waters just ahead to teach about His second coming, all of the different nuances and everything that surrounds that, so people would get a full grasp. What's the big picture of everything here? Now, now that I've shown you what the, the, the kingdom of God is, now let me show you how to be included in that kingdom because there's only one way in, folks, and that's through Jesus Christ. And, but if you don't have a grasp on prophecy then you're kind of teaching a, a um, kind of a, a partial view of this. Now, if you don't understand one prophecy, I have to say this. If you don't understand one prophecy, you can make it in. If you understand the gospel of the kingdom of God and, and 
what it takes to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man's born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God in John 3. I get it. And, but I do know that I do so many prophecy conferences all over the United States every year because there are pastors out there that are hungry for this knowledge in their church. And we specialize in it. I get it. And if you don't specialize in it, it's hard to keep up on things. And I mean, there's a lot of different pastors are being pulled every which way but loose. And so I'll come in on a weekend, do a prophecy conference, get everybody up to date, set up a Bible study so they can continue on, and then I'll head back here and jump back on the TV and radio. That's my life, pretty much. And so it has been awesome and wonderful, but you've got to understand these Bible prophecies. I mean, there are some do's and don'ts in the end time. There are some absolute, you have to do this, and some absolutes, you can't do that. And so, the mark of the beast and the world religion. And you say, why are you always talking about this world religion? I have to tell you that there are major religious organizations. I'm not going to name them. But there are major religious organizations that are being sucked up into this world religious system. I'm talking about here in the United States, folks. You know, a lot of times we like to put this off to, well, this is overseas somewhere. Uh, this is somewhere in uh, China, and they're just, you know. No, I'm talking about in the United States of America. There are churches that consider themselves to be a biblical teaching church, a Christ-like church, that are ordaining LGBTQ members in their pulpits and condoning LGBTQ marriages. You understand what I'm saying? And I mean, somebody went straight sideways somewhere because that's some of that stuff is that that is diametrically opposed to the Word of God. But we've got major church. The Methodist Church right now is splitting wide open over that. And so there are. Many major church organizations that are getting pulled right up into this world religious system. If the if the church boards understood the prophecies of the Bible in this world religious system, that's going to be in alignment with the Antichrist. I mean, working right lockstep with him all the way throughout the end time, they would have nothing to do with the world religious system. But because they don't understand the prophecies of the Bible and because they veered off of the truth somewhere along the line. Because for an entity to be able to say that somebody who believes in more than one God, or somebody who believes who does not believe that Jesus was God or that He died on the cross for our sins, to say that they're saved, you have to have went way off of the Bible way a long time ago, right? Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh, he, in fact, did die for our sins. That's the essence of the Christian belief system, that Jesus Christ died, He was buried, He rose again, and now we have a hope of eternal life because He did that. That's the essence of our Christian belief system. That's the essence of our plan of salvation today, as I sit here speaking to you. And so somebody who veers off of that, whoo, I mean, you guys, come on. There's one way in. There's only one way in. And we've got to preach that hot and heavy and strong and never move off of that. 
Jesus Christ said, except you believe in me, you'll die in your sins. Jesus Christ was just straight as an arrow, folks. And that's how we've got to be, as God called. If you're a God called man or woman of God to preach, to get in a pulpit, and, you, and God has put you as a shepherd over a flock, I'm telling you, now more than ever, you better teach it straight. If you see it in the Word of God, this is not, I don't have a, man, I don't have my Bible with me. But if, if, uh, uh, if, you, if you get in the Bible and you see something in the Bible, don't skip any scriptures. Do not, you're going to fail your congregation by skipping scriptures. You better, if, get in the prayer room, pray your heart hot. Get a message from God. If you've been asked to preach, or you're a pastor, or you're an evangelist, or whatever, get in a prayer room somewhere. One thing, now Irvin Baxter taught me a million things. Irvin Baxter was basically my dad. I didn't have a dad growing up. Irvin Baxter basically became my dad. And he taught me many, many, many things. And as a young kid growing up, we would have to give sermonettes. Some of you guys will remember that. When I was 18, 20, 25 years old, we would give... Uh, you know, he was trying to pull us in, maybe before that even. He would say, okay, on Friday night we're having Dave and Mark and Jeff or whoever. You guys are all going to give sermonettes. And we had church. My whole life growing up, we had church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, and Friday night, four times a week. That was my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, when he pastored a church. And so he would say, okay, you guys are going to give sermonettes. And one thing he drilled into us, you're not going to get in that pulpit unless you've been in the prayer room. Period. I don't want you giving a speech. I want you giving a message that you got from God. Now that was Irvin Baxter, folks. He was raised by parents who were pastors and evangelists and preachers. And he, his parents lived it, he lived it, and he was going to make sure that if we got in the pulpit in his church, that's what we were going to do. Now, what was he doing? He was training us to be true men and women of God, as ministers. You're not going to get in the pulpit unless you've been in the prayer room. Unless you've heard from God, I don't want you giving a speech, I want you giving a message that you got from God. And folks, when you do that, God is never going to lead you wrong. That's why you, he, He's never going to give you a message that contradicts His Bible. When somebody stands in a pulpit and gives a message that contradicts the Bible, they didn't get that from God. Because God's not ever going to contradict His Word. Wow. Oh, man. I, uh, man, I feel preachy today, and so I, I can't help it. I, I, I just see some of these major church organizations that are moving sideways, and I'm like, no, you've got millions of people that are relying upon you to teach the Word of God. Straight. And so, wow. Ah, We'll get back off into this when we get on the other side of the break, you guys. Sorry about that. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. 
Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. All right, everybody. I'm going to clarify something here. I, so I was going to come back out of the break and dive right back into my program. Let me clarify a statement I made just before we went to the break. I said I apologize, or I'm, I'm sorry about that. I'm not sorry for preaching the truth. I was going to apologize for not for veering off my radio program here and what the things I had put together. But, man, when it comes to teaching the truth, this is one of the things we're lacking in society today, guys. The things that will get people to heaven. That's my goal. I'm not in this for the money. I'm not in this for any kind of fame. I don't care if anybody knows my name. All I want to do is when I get to heaven, I want to look around and there is a giant line of people that End Time Ministries was responsible for, for getting them there. And I want to hug people's neck for thousands of years that said, Dave, you taught me this and I made it. You taught me that and I made it. End Time Ministries influenced me to do this. That's the goal of this ministry, folks. And so, the reason I'm kind of stuck here, I just kind of feel like I need to talk about this because there is so much information out there that's trying to, that people are saying, I'm Christian. But, you know, when, when they, in Matthew 24 in the Olivet Discourse, they asked Jesus, what's going to be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? Immediately, what's the first words out of his mouth? Take heed that no man would deceive you, for many will come in my name and deceive many. You hear what I'm saying? People out there saying, well, we're a Christian organization. Go look outside. It says church over the door when you walk in. But when you walk in... It's dead, dry, dull, boring services. You don't feel any presence of God. And the guy gives a speech when he gets up there. It's horrific. Man, I'm telling you what. I was raised in churches, in a church. I went to one church my entire life. I've been going to North Cities for 18 years here in Garland. But prior to that, I went to Irvin Baxter Church from the time I was 9 years old to the time I was about 35 when we moved down here in, uh, from Indiana to Texas. And I'm telling you what, I was raised under Irvin Baxter. I was raised under Irvin Baxter's mom and dad and uh, missionaries that came through there. And I'm talking about you, you talk about hellfire, brimstone, coupled with love, nurturing, uh, doing anything they could to get you to heaven. That's how I was raised. But I'm telling you what, when God moved on Irvin Baxter to preach on hell, man, he could hold you over the pit, and it felt like you had fire licking at your toes. I mean, he could preach hell hot. But the next Sunday, he might teach on the love of God and have you bawling. And so that was Irvin Baxter. That's how I was raised, folks. You don't compromise the truth, not even a a, a millimeter, you don't move off the truth at all. If somebody come and tries to come into your life and says, well, I know the Bible says this, but I'm like, look, I, I like you and I want to try to get you to heaven, but this conversation is not going to go very far because I'm not moving off the truth. 
And so I hope that you guys understand what our goal is here at the ministry, that we are trying, we're going to try, we're, I'm not trying, I'm holding to the Word of God. I'm holding to the truth all the way to the end. And it's of utmost importance because I see people going sideways. Listen to me. I have, I have guys that I went to, I'm not going to call any names, but I have guys that I went to church camp with growing up. And they were guys that you would have thought, man, they're going to have a giant church someday. They're going to be this great world evangelist and a missionary. And they're going, they, just, they just seem to have it all together. And now, here I am, I'll be 55 years old next Friday. I look back at some of them, and, I, and they are, they're gone. I don't know where some of them are at. Some of them are just, they're, they're, they went total sideways on us. And I'm like, what in the world happened? It's because at one point in their life, they were willing to compromise on the Word of God. They, they read it in the Word of God, and they said, I know it says that, but... I, I really believe this. And I'm telling you, they just turned their steering wheel just a little bit. You go into, We're right on George Bush here in Dallas. And if you were going down George Bush and going 75 or 80 mile an hour, and you turn your steering wheel just a little bit, it, you may not even, it may not even look like the car moved any for the first couple miles. But two or three miles down the road, you're off in a ditch. And then you're sitting there wondering how you got there. It's because you turned your steering wheel a little bit a ways back. No, you, when, you're, when you're trying to serve God and preach and do the will of God and run a church and uh, I should say shepherd a church for God, you better keep that steering wheel straight with the Word of God and you better align that up. I had a pastor friend of mine years ago. He had a big church in Port Arthur, Texas. I went down to visit him and I mean he had a, his ceiling was probably 40 foot in the air. It was a big A-frame type thing. And hanging from his ceiling right in the middle, right down in front of the pulpit, was a plumb bob. You know what the old plumb, plumb bob was in a construction field where you could hang a, a string 50 feet in the air all the way down and you could know exactly where the level was because that plumb bob would take you down and hang exactly straight. And everything was plumb. Well, he, the pastor wanted you to know. And you had to, it hung right down in front of where you would look. You had to look around that to look out at the congregation. That thing was hanging right in front of you, a plumb bob, all the way from the ceiling. And he wanted you to know, I want you to keep it straight when you're in my pulpit. You keep it straight in alignment with God and His Word, or I don't want you in my pulpit. And folks, a lot of churches need to get back to that. Good night. I'm trying to veer back onto my program, you guys, but I'm, I, 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 I see so much of this going on right now, and we need to, we, I, 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 we're helping there are people that are, that are coming back into alignment that have veered off. And I'm praying for people and asking God to help them. Um, and God is. But I'm telling you, you can't move off the Word of God, folks. We stick. Right here at the ministry, we stick straight by the Word of God, period. Don't move off the Word of God. Nope, nope. I've had people try to get me to do that since Irvin Baxter passed away. Nope, not going to do that. I'm not moving off the Word of God. I know where Irvin Baxter's at, and I want to go there, and I know how he got there, and that's because he didn't veer off of one verse in the Bible. You could ask him about any verse in the Bible, and he'd sit down with you and discuss it. Didn't, he didn't skip anything. And when, he, when, when we all get to heaven, Irvin Baxter is going to have a line of people behind him 
like you can't imagine. Only eternity will tell, really, the effects of this ministry on people's lives. Only eternity will tell. Because we're not going to move off the truth. Never. Never going to happen. I'm teaching the truth. I am bound by God as a God-called minister to teach the truth, folks. And so, can't do that. I would lead myself and all of you guys straight to hell if we move off the truth. Can't do that. I am not going to be responsible for that, and I'm not going to have that hanging over my head on the judgment day. So we're sticking by the truth, right? I want to get to heaven. I want you guys to go. I want my family to go, and so that's what we're going to do. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, shoo, I'm going to have to back off and get back on my program here because, oh, man. I just see so much biblical illiteracy today. Uh, in some of these articles that some of these major news sources are writing, And I read the article and I think, did you even read the Bible? I mean, supposedly a Christian post. Not the Christian post, but I'm saying a biblical post about something in the Bible. And I I asked myself, did you read the Bible before you even wrote this article? Where are you getting this stuff? You're leading people astray because you've got a surface knowledge of the Word of God. There's There's no roots there. It's somebody said something to me, so I'm going to write an article about it and bash the church or bash Jesus or bash um, the the rapture and the second coming and, you know, just leading people astray. And I'm sitting here going, but the Bible says. So we're going to teach it straight, folks. If you want to hear straight teaching and preaching, end time ministries. And I know there are pastors and preachers uh, men and women both everywhere and evangelists that are teaching it straight. I know thousands and thousands of them. I, I And uh, missionaries and people. I'm aligned with many missionaries. i got missionary friends everywhere that I know they're teaching it straight. But I'm telling you, the Bible says there's going to be a world religious system in the end time that will lead people astray. And God's not happy with it. The Bible says that the end time false prophet will have a message of deception. His message of deception will be, hey, you're saved, but you're really not. That, what a scary position. You say, oh, Dave, I don't know about that. The Bible says that there will be people that stand before God someday and say, hey, Lord, look at all the many mighty great works that we did in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I don't even know who you are. The Bible says that's going to happen. A lot of that will happen because a pastor or a preacher, or somebody, uh, uh, a whatever, uh, will, has stood in a pulpit and led somebody astray and allowed them to believe they were saved when they weren't. That's why I've told so many people over the years, If you, in every prophecy conference I go to, I talk to the pastor and I tell them, look, you've got a man of God here that teaches it straight. You better super glue yourself to these pews because nowadays to find a man or woman of God who is teaching it straight and will not move off of the Word of God, those are few and far between, folks. And if you're in a church that your pastor teaches it straight and will not skip over scriptures and move around stuff and and just teaches it straight, you better go to them, go to church tonight or go to church on Sunday whenever you go and go up to them and shake their hand and say, you know what, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for teaching it straight to me because I want to go to heaven. If you see me doing something that does not line up to the Word of God, come to me, Pastor. Get in the pulpit. Preach to me. Hear a message from God, and if God gives you something from me, let me have it. Let me have it straight as an arrow because I want to go to heaven. And I can't make heaven 
if I, if I veer off and nobody tries to pull me back, thank God that Irvin Baxter had enough backbone and a spine about him to when I, I veered off at one point. I was dumb. And I did some stuff I shouldn't have done. I veered off. And Irvin Baxter stood in the gap for me. I'll tell you what. Irvin Baxter went on a 38-day fast for me and my wife. 38 days, just water only. And prayed for me and worked with me and got me back on track. Thank God for an Irvin Baxter in my life. Who do you have in your life? Do you have somebody that if you veered off a little bit that would stand in the gap for you? If you've got a pastor that would do that, I'm telling you, you better go to him the next time you see him, shake his hand and say thank you. Thank you, thank you, a million thank yous. Because I'm going to get to heaven because of people like you that would pray for me and stand in the gap for me. Not somebody that would console you and say, well, I know you've made this decision and that's okay. No, you need somebody to stand there and say, you're going to hell. You can't continue this way. Stop. I'm praying for you and I love you and I'm going to stand in the gap for you. If you've got somebody that'll do that for you or that has done that for you in the past, man, I would contact them. Because we're all trying to get to heaven, folks. That's the goal to all of this. Folks, we love you guys. I I hope you understand that we love you. And we're trying to get everybody to heaven. And we're going to come against things. We're not warned against flesh and blood. We're warned against these crazy principalities and dark, wicked powers that are in this world. There is an enemy. And we're going to fight against him all the way to the end. And we do that. The Bible says he overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So the Bible says, greater is he that's in us than is he that's in the world. We can overcome. But you've got to teach it straight. You've got to live for God. Have a daily prayer life. Live as a Christian. And you can make it. The Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Woo! Let's all make it to heaven together, everybody. Let's stick together because I know that we're going to make it. God bless each and every one of you. And thanks for listening to us.